Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we have a college football game going on between Louisville and Ole Miss. Still 9 to nothing in favor of the uh, Rebels. But uh, how are you feeling about your minus 8.5 right now? On this I thing. mean, okay, question mark? Yeah, because Louisville can't do anything on offense. Yeah, it's just, it makes me, I, I also, we were talking about this before, um, before this, before we came back on, we were saying like, it feels like Ole Miss should have many more points, much more points yes. than they have. Given but, the fact that every time we look up, they're hitting for a big gainer, it seems like. Why did they call grounding on that? They did. Which is a very peculiar call. They because it the, just looked like the receiver ran the wrong route. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that was a pretty harsh judgment of that pass, I thought. So now it's going to be it was second and 16. It's going to be third and about seven at midfield for Ole Miss. Up nine to nothing. 12.43 left in the second quarter. And again, I'm thinking about, where do I get in on this? The total 61 and a half. I'm almost on the other side now thinking that if, if Ole Miss scores quick here and this total jumps up again... I may want to go under because Louisville doesn't look like they could do a thing. And that's going to be a fourth and, and three now for Ole Miss. Where are they going? What do you do? You're up 9 nothing. You punt and stay conservative? I would. Louisville can't do anything. Yeah. They're going to go for it. Lane Kiffin's offense. I think he's going no matter Lane what. Lane Kiffin not present, but they're going for it. Uh, tucks it oh, under. Corral does. Oh, that's oh, going to be a targeting. There's going to be flags from everywhere. No. That looks painful. He might be out. No, no he's no, up. He pops oh, right back he's up. up. Mackerel was sliding, and about three Louisville defenders just crunched him. Just absolutely crunched him. That's in the action, because they're going to look at this now for about five minutes to determine if there are ejections. I can't tell if it's different groups of Ole Miss bros we keep getting uh, cutaways to, or if it's the same group of Ole Miss bros. It's different bros. (laughs) Different bros. Well, I mean, 
it's different people, but with all the same haircut. <laughs> they all have the same haircut. It's like that Southern charm kind of haircut. For those who watch they that got show. the frat uniform on. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it, we would call it the, it, we used to call it the Georgia swoop, but it can be the Ole Miss swoop. The Georgia <laughs> swoop. The, the, the I the love that. Swoops down and across. Like, yeah. It, uh, it doesn't matter who it is, what school it is. They're all the same. Kelly, not a whole bunch of baseball. What do we got, though? Yeah, over in baseball, Twins up on the Indians. Still, that is five to two now in the bottom of the ninth, uh, and then the Astros up six two on the Mariners. This game into the bottom of the fifth inning now. Uh, live numbers there. Keep in mind, Astros have runners at second and third with one out. I was just gonna say, yeah. Gil, are they threatening? Because yeah. I see seventeen to one on the Mariners, so That'll I guess that it. makes more more sense. Yeah, seventeen to one uh, live right now, and Mariners plus five and a half. But keep in mind what Gil just said: one to go uh, in about five minutes. Rangers and the Angels. Jaime Berea for the Angels, a minus one forty-five favorite, plus one twenty-five. If you want the Rangers, we did have some. Finals earlier today, we got the Mets, um, the Mets and the Nats. The Nats get it done four to three as plus one hundred five underdogs. The Blue Jays eight to nothing over the Yankees as plus one twenty underdogs in that one. We had Simeon go deep twice. We had Vlad hit his fortieth on the year as well in that one. You don't care about the Royals and the Orioles, so we'll skip down to the Rays and the Red Sox. Rays and the Red Sox 11 to 10 final there. The Rays get it done as plus 125 underdogs. Chris Sale, the starter for the Red Sox in that one. The Phillies, who are still battling, Zach Wheeler goes six strong for the Phillies. They end up winning 12 to nothing as plus 115 underdogs. The Cubs and the Reds. The Reds lose again, and they lose to the Cubs with Sonny Gray on the hill. Plus 135, the Cubs winners there as underdogs. The uh, Giants do get it done 10-5 to over the Royals. They were minus 150 favorites. And then Max Scherzer, 13 Ks today against the Cardinals. He wins as a minus 220 favorite. So, yeah, Giants and Dodgers. Again, Giants winning two of three in that three-game set in San Francisco this weekend. So, Giants maintain the one-game lead with 24 games left. And as you said, Cincinnati with the loss, they fall a full game behind the Padres now for that number two wildcard position in the National League. Obviously, uh, the Padres' remaining strength of schedule, combined winning percentage, remains the most difficult in all of baseball. And that of Cincinnati, the single most easy remaining combined winning percentage of their opponents the rest of the way. So there is no excuse. There is no way the Reds shouldn't overcome the Padres. No way they should. They're picking they're picking bad times to lose to bad teams. Yeah, that's are. for sure. That's for sure. Um, and then, of course, there's the there's a little but there, there's some ejections. Yeah, Monty Montgomery of Louisville is ejected for targeting, and quite frankly, he should be based on the current state. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's Veasan's prime time action. Um, before we get to uh, the week one lines in the NFL, you know the other thing is about baseball, Matt, is the the never ending changes of the fortunes of both New York baseball teams. Uh, as we look at the standings right now, with that Yankees loss today, the Yankees have only a half-game lead. Red Sox lost too, though, right? They only have a half-game lead uh, over the Red Sox. Those are the number one and number two teams in the wild-card race. Eight and a half behind the Rays. It's just not going to happen anymore to win the division. But we're talking about the wild-card. The Red Sox then are just three games clear of the Blue Jays. Um, 
and three games clear, two and a half games clear of the Mariners is actually the Mariners who are the team that is closest to knocking at the door. Obviously, the Mariners, though, losing, as we yes. just pointed out, now seven to two. So that will change uh, tonight as well. And then there's the Mets, who we left for dead. And all of a sudden, the Mets are four out in the NL East and in the wild card race. Uh, again, based on their loss today, they're four and a half out. So they're not done, and then we'll see if Jacob DeGrom shows a touchdown, by the way, right after the targeting play. Touchdown for Ole Miss on a six-yard touchdown rush from quarterback Matt Corral. So the lead is extended now yep. to 15 to nothing pending the point after. So there you go. I'll take it. I know you will. <laughs> I will, yeah. in fact, take it. All right. Let's, uh, by the way, in-game numbers, we'll, we'll update here momentarily. Uh, I saw them flash up for a second. They just bounced out. Oh, after the, oh, wait, no. Hold on. Oh, no, it was after the play. There was a flag on yeah, the miss. I'm, so I'm touchdown not will stand. I'm seeing any numbers anywhere, though. So. I'm, I'm not either. 15 to nothing. We'll, we'll update this momentarily. Let's go to week one of the National oh, Football boy. League. We oh, are here. Oh, boy. Man, we waited a long time to get to this. Uh, we are here. We've we've known these lines all summer long, so it's unlike, you know, subsequent weeks. By the way, uh, Ole Miss is going to, yeah, they're going to get an extra point. Uh, okay, let's start with Thursday night. Three nights from now, 72 hours. Again, the Zach Martin news came down over the weekend. He will not be able to go for the Cowboys, fully vaccinated, still tested positive for COVID. The Bucks now eight-point favorites here, up from seven and a half. At the South Point, as I said, as soon as I heard the Zach Martin news, I actually made a straight bet on the Buccaneers, in addition to all those teasers we talked about earlier. with the I Bucks. did as well. And since we have been on air, guys, there are now only two books left at 7.5 out there. Everybody else has moved to 8 on this one. Um, one other thing just to note here as we move into Week 1, I did see a actually fairly decent point made on Twitter this morning about – don't be surprised if we kind of have multiple guys getting popped for COVID over this in, in week one here because there were, with it being an off week, a lot of these players like went back to their college games mm-hmm. and went yeah. back to these things and like obviously were probably out socializing and probably doing the different things. That, and again, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. If you still catch it, as long as you have some, it doesn't matter, right? Like you're, you still have to sit out. And so just something to think about as you continue to, you know, move into the week, if you're betting early, Sometimes it's going to work out for you. Sometimes you might find out that you bet on a team that doesn't have their, you know, player XYZ or something like that. So just something to think about when we get there. But, yeah, I, I was with you here. That COVID news came through. Uh, we value offensive linemen here on this program probably much more than most people do. I understand that this uh, that the only strength and the only way that this Cowboys team was going to win anyway was to just be, get in a shootout with the, with the Bucs and just beat them in a shootout. Well, if you're going now without one of your best offensive linemen, and when you look at this defensive line, the Bucks are going to be rolling out, and think, I, I, they're just a far, far superior team in this game. Really like the Bucks, and still think this is just a monster, awesome teaser leg to get a hold of. I mean, even at eight, getting it down to two, still just an awesome, awesome, awesome t- t- teaser leg. For Let's you. put it this way: if that teaser leg does not come home, man, the books are going to be a leg up right out of the show. Oh, 
they will just make it off me alone. Oh, <laughs> off off me that. alone. Yeah, I mean, like they're going to be loving me. Like this, this is this our week. Matt Brown pile. Yeah, they're this gonna is be the neat. rest of the world pile. <laughs> Here's the primetime action pile over <laughs> That's here. And right. It is. It is. Uh, it's got to be a little dicey for them heading into a week like this, where they they got to know so much of the teaser liability and parlay liability coming in on Thursday night and then Sunday night, where it's like. Like you said, Gil, you might know if you get off to a bad, bad or good start, and then it's like, well, we're, the rest of it's we're going to have to wait all the way till Sunday night to figure out how we really did because I think so much is going to be tied into that Rams side too. They're going to be fine. Those books will be fine. They'll get it back even if it work, doesn't work out for them week one. By the way, I'm in on an in-game bet. Didn't play the total at all, which went to a whole, uh, which went to 63.5 after the Mississippi score. Mississippi up 16 to nothing after the point after. Mississippi minus 19.5. Ole Miss minus 19 and a half. I took that. I took that. Because I don't think Louisville can keep up with this offense. And now you have one fewer defensive uh, starters for the Cardinals as well. So Ole Miss minus 19 and a half. I'm in. All right. Back to week one in the NFL. Let's go to Sunday. Sunday morning, 1 Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And for goodness sakes, don't get shut out. Don't, uh, don't uh, take too long to make your bets and miss yeah. the kickoff. Uh, Eagles at Falcons. Let's start there. Battle of the Birds in Atlanta. Falcons favored by three and a half. The total here is at 48. And again, now that we're thinking about our contest, which are five picks per week, and maybe we should do all of this through the prism of our primetime action, mm-hmm. uh, our, our primetime action entry in the Circa Millions contest. Games that we are considering, games that we are not. So I think Cowboys at Buccaneers were, is a Thursday. Otherwise, we consider. Otherwise, that would be yes. on the card. Right. For me, I mean, like. Me too. That might be my pick for the week and then, you know, and whatever. But, yeah, since it's on a Thursday, we can't go that route. But I, cer- I certainly think that this one would be in the handful that I would be considering as well. Falcons um, three. On the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the Falcons side here. I'm not sold on this Eagles team. I actually think there's a decent chance that the Eagles could be kind of down there when it's all said and done mm-hmm. with us talking about the Lions, the the Texans, the whatever, like one of the teams that's only going to get a handful of wins all season long. And I'm with you, Gil. I mean, I know that you're a little bit higher on the Falcons than most people are. I think the Falcons, at the very least, are going to give people hell all season long. They just yeah. – those weapons – and, again, we talked about this. and We talked about this during the season last year, and I'm glad that it was proven in the pro football focus numbers and the football outsider numbers and all the things like that. Like, everybody was just burying Matt Ryan – he actually had a really good season. He actually played a really good season. It's he, amazing how he people actually played a really him. good year. He had yeah. a good year. It's just the defense was horrible. It blew a ton of leads that they had, and so uh, I, I think that this Falcons team. Yes, you lose Julio Jones, you don't get better. But you got to remember, Julio only suited up for eight games last mm-hmm. year. He only played in about six and a half. Whenever you uh, whenever you factor everything in, whenever he was in and out of the lineup with the, with the hamstring stuff that was going on. And so you were getting that done last year with Ridley and Gage and all that. And well, now you add Kyle Pitts in there. And so I think this offense is still going to be able to score, still going to be able to put up some points. And hopefully the defense is just not as terrible as they were last year. <laughs> and then we can get a, yeah. So I think this one would certainly be in the, in the hopper for me as, as a consideration. Yeah, no, definitely lean Atlanta side. Haven't run to bet that yet, but I, I could, t- depending on what number we get for a contest, I could yeah. see us uh, getting that one in. That's right. It's a good call. We have the contest dependent, what their numbers are, obviously. Uh, here's one that I'm going to guess we're on the same page that we're not really super excited about considering. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I this one scares me a little bit. Steelers at Bills. Bills favored by six and a half. I, this is one where I'd like to see the Steelers first. 
before yeah. I go fade them, yeah. you know? You're Same. With, you're with it. Same. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be on this one except for maybe in a teaser leg, and it would be one of the smaller kind of plays for me or something. I think the Bills win the game, but I think it could it could be interesting, right? I mean, yeah. first game of the year. Steelers still have a decent defense, still have a, a pretty good defensive line, one of the better pass rushes they're going to be getting. So they're going to be blitzing all over the place against this Bills team. And now, look, that being said, Josh Allen is only – I mean, if, if, if he's anything like we saw in the preseason and what we saw last year, he's going to be able to handle that. But – could get interesting. I'm not running to bet this one the way that it looks straight up. And as far as a contest play, I think we just have better options, right? I mean, I like we, we have, yeah. we get to yeah. pick five games, and so it's kind of like on a, on a week where we have every game to choose from. Why are we? Why would we play this? I think I will probably have a bet in on the Steelers if I can get seven. This is a rogue six kind of hanging here at the South Point. It is six and a half most places, including at DraftKings. Um, I might if it ticks back up to seven, I might play some on the Steelers. I'm I'm with you with with what you said, Gil. We're mainly I'm not betting, definitely not betting against them until I've seen a game. Yeah. I might be okay betting, making a small bet on them at, at a bigger number between uh, than what these two teams played at last year. And I don't think the Bills have necessarily. I mean, Bills were fantastic last year. I don't think they've necessarily hmm. gotten too much better because they have. They're so good. Um, I think seven could get me into a play on the Steelers. I'm, I'm fine. Past on this one. Hey, I will say this though. I will be watching this one intently for in game because if Roethlisberger looks washed, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will be in on the Bills in a hurry. You'll so, know that quickly. So that'll be, th- this is one of the ones I kind of have circled to make sure that it's going to be on one of my televisions and whatever because, like, if it looks like the Roethlisberger of last year, I will be on the Bills in a hurry. That is one of the things we learned last year about this team. The Bills do not take their foot off the gas. So we do not have to worry. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we get sometimes we get nervous about, oh, well, I missed the six and it's up to eight or whatever. It's up to eight or eight and a half or something like that. I'm not worried about that on a team like the Bills because they don't really have a run game to speak of as it is anyway. And they just score. They don't just care. keep scoring yep. and they just keep their foot on the gas. So this is one of the ones I do have circled for that for an in game. Louisville with another targeting call, by the way. So that doesn't hurt either. Um, okay. Still 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Not only still, just our third game that we've gotten to. Vikings are three-point favorites on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals and future Hall of Famer Joe Burrow. Another game that my instinct is, I don't know if I want any part this of this. This one makes me very nervous. Yes. This one makes me extremely nervous. I could not. I can't. I can't play this one one way or the other. In fact, on on the Beating the Book podcast, which I do twice a week during football Mm -hmm. season, which you have been kind enough to be a guest Mm -hmm. on, hope you'll do it again. I will. uh, will. Megapod on Thursday, I ask a question at the end of of every Megapod of, of the panel, which is the game on the side that you want no part of in a given week? This might be my answer. It's, it's up there. Yeah. This one is certainly up there for me. because like, So we saw so little of Burrow in the preseason, right? Yeah. And so we don't really know what this offense is going to look like. So it's kind of one of those where, wow, what if they come out and look like they did, you know, four games into the year last year where Burrow was – the lock to win rookie of the year because he was going out and throwing for 300 yards every single game. Or what if it's the, I oh, still looks a little hesitant on that knee and where in the next thing, you know, the Vikings are up 17 points. So yeah, I, I, I this will be a, a stay away, probably stay far, far. Away I actually, I made a small bet on this game today, actually I in bet, favor of, in favor of the Vikings saw this mm. number start to run late, laying three on the road. I know it's on the road. Bengals brush defense is so bad last year though. Like kind of like you're hitting that Matt. I'm, I'm just, you're right. Could burrow bounce back and completely surprise me with this offense, keeping pace mm. with the Vikings totally. But I feel like the most 
the, the most amount of ways I see this game playing out, it's Vikings hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook, establish it, and then, then Bengals are going to be playing from behind the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think it should be over three on this number for them. So I, I, I laid it with three. I, it's going to be, guaranteed it's going to be the smallest bet I have in the weekend. It's not super confident. Let's try to squeeze in one more before the break because we can really go through these you know, extensively all hour, really. Also early game, 49ers on the road at the Lions. 49ers, seven and a half point road favorites. Again, we already talked about how much uh, we like it. Despite it not being a Stanford Wong, you know, Teasers all around. perfection teaser leg, we still like it because we all sort of expect the Lions to be terrible. I would consider this as a consideration, but one that is like in the the outer group of consideration, like let's not table it yet. It's not a lock to be one of the picks. That's kind of how I'm, I view I'm this. I'm with you, Gil, on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And, th- and this, to me, is my second favorite teaser leg of the week. I would go Rams, this, then Bucks. Also, uh, there's a seven left at, uh, at, at DraftKings right now. It is one of the last wow. sevens available really? still out there. Yeah, it is uh, seven and a half at every other book across the board, actually, right now. So seven left at DraftKings on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we just we talked about this. The 49ers have Super Bowl aspirations this year. This is a team that is coming back off of one of the most injury-riddled seasons that you've ever seen from a team you could possibly – on both sides of the ball, defense and off. Like it, was, it was horrible for this team. And so they're back healthy. They brought in some other people. They're back at full strength. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start. Trey Lance isn't even an option at this. So he, he was back out of practice today. They had they had the splint off of him, but he didn't even throw passes today. So like, if he's not throwing passes leading into the week, he's not he, he's not going to be an option to 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 come in and do stuff. So. The so Lions. At, at least week one, though, Matt, I like that better. Week one, veteran quarterback in there. This team already yeah. has all the pieces to easily beat down on a team like this. Like, I almost don't want them messing around with a rookie quarterback in a situation like it's that. It's Jared Goff with a bunch of B-level receivers <laughs> and a coach that's talking about eating kneecaps right, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and like, Lynn is your offensive coordinator. He's going to get more right. excited by whatever like safety gets a targeting call on his own and team or something. You know how I feel about this game? I feel like if this gets home and we don't pick it, it's like the self-loathing that right, we did. Right, when the 49ers win 28 to yeah. six or whatever, yeah. And you're, and you said it at the, at the top when we were just talking about how this was, you know, the teaser legs we've already made. If the 49ers cannot win this game, then that it is yes. bad news for this. It's Uh-oh. bad, bad news for this team. Yeah. And the screams for Trey Lance will become oh. deafening. Jimmy, deafening. Jimmy G won't get, won't get to week two. That happens. <laughs> uh, they'll figure out a way to blame it on him, whether it's his fault or not. Um, we'll typically do this, by the way. Um, we, know, we talk about in primetime action. We have our own Circa Millions entry now, the three of us, Kelly, Matt, and I. And... Um, this is the thing people were asking today. On one, somebody asked on Twitter, will you actually be talking about your thinking behind some of these picks? The answer is yes. Oh, we sure. will do this every week. We will go through every game. You'll have a sense of what we're thinking about, including on our five-game entry that given week. The only caveat to this is if somehow we are actually in contention late in the year, then we will claim yes. up. They will, but they will be, yeah, we'll, we'll be out front of them. And, yeah. and, and Fridays, we will always go over these these yes. games extensively. This Friday, don't miss out. We've got yes. Drew Dinzik in here in studio for a couple segments. Brent Musburger Who? will be in here. Who do you say? The great Brent Musburger wow. will be in here for a segment. We'll be going through everything. Looking forward to it. Primetime action will continue with Week 1 Sunday Games next right here at VEASAN. 
Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Beeson's primetime action from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us tonight. Watching some Ole Miss Louisville on uh, one screen. Ole Miss up 16 to nothing. 840 left in the second quarter. Boy, college football games do do take forever, especially when they review targeting plays. I mean, this game this game started at what, five? Like an hour and a half yeah. ago almost? Um, not even halfway through the second quarter. Uh, 16 to nothing. By the way, wow, uh, this is really dragging. You're right. Really long. Louisville's offense can't do anything in this ball game either. So Matt uh, has uh, Ole Miss pre-flop minus eight and a half. I have Ole Miss uh, minus 19 and a half. We'll see if uh, both can get there. Uh, meanwhile, back to week one of the National Football League. Again, early games. We have a primetime action contest entry. We're sort of talking through the games, what we will consider for our ultimately what will be our five picks in that entry. Uh, let's go another one early. Cardinals at Titans. Titans favored by three. Yeesh. I don't like that one at a glance. Yeah, that one is. 
You know, it's neither matter. I jumped on talking I next on that one. Two and a half, <laughs> two and a half at DraftKings. I will say. Yeah. We, so, got, we have to figure out what the contest number is going to yeah. be. That always so will play it. Two and a half at DraftKings. So maybe it gets to Ooh, interception. Louisville with the pick. I mean, Louisville throws a pick. So uh, Ole Miss will have it right back, first and ten at the Louisville thirty-six. Yeah. Just a pass thrown right into traffic. Both you guys are looking good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this Louisville team is going to be able to make a comeback through the air here. I would say, I would say definitely for this one. It, maybe we'll see what this number ends up at. I would. If it got to three and a half, I would consider the Cardinals. And if it got to two and a half, then I would consider the Titans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, no way. like sitting on the three right. is like yeah. the like least appealing thing ever to me. But I think if 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 I was sitting here Wednesday night or whatever, Wednesday nights, I guess we're going to have to do our contest selections for the most part, or at least we start doing them Wednesday night and no. then into Friday. We're never going to play. No. We're never going to play well, the we, Thursday. That's when we can talk the numbers is what I'm saying, is what the contest numbers are. They come out on Wednesdays, right? Well, yeah, they have to, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but if that was one of those, if I was sitting here and it was three, three and a half and you guys were pushing for that side, I'd be like, yeah, it's good enough. Sure, if it was sure. two and a half and you guys were pushing, I'd be like, yeah, I think it's good enough. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So, yeah, this, I will not be betting this game. At well, all. I, I, I think one of the things, too, and, and this is this is a really good exercise that we're doing, like talking to this, because like, yes, the Cardinals are one of the most volatile teams, I think, yeah. probably that we would consider. Because like, when we even did our preview of the division, we were like, hey, look, this Cardinals team should Kyler Murray, you know, take a step forward here. You bring in, if A.J. Green really is kind of like, you know, at least a shell, you know, 85 to 90% of himself in this in this offense. You got Rondell Moore. You added him as, as a draft pick as well that apparently has just looked absolutely amazing through everything that everybody is all, you know, by all accounts. I mean, so I think the range of outcomes for this Cardinals team is so wide. That's why when we see that three, we're going, yeah. huh. No, that's exactly why. They're, huh. they're a team. There's always a team or two that you just don't feel like you have a grasp on. Yeah. They are perennially that team for me. Right. Just don't know what you get from week to week. So, so far, just a review, by the way, uh, we we all like the Bucks, but that's a Thursday night game, and the rules of the contest are you have to put in all five of your picks if you play the Thursday mm-hmm. night game. We don't want to put in our picks that early, given the climate and uh, the shenanigans that could happen between Thursday and game time or, or deadline time of the contest. So we, we're not playing it because it's a Thursday night game. We are considering the Falcons. Uh, hosting the Eagles as three-and-a-half-point favorites, and we are considering the Niners seven-and-a-half-point favorites at the Lions. So far, the rest of them have kind of scared us. Still an early game. I think one of the things I would say, too, if you're playing the DraftKings contest, because Johnny said yeah. you can you can place those entries up until kickoff in that contest. So if you did if, – if we were in that jurisdiction, I would just put it like – I think the consensus here would be we would we would play the Bucks. So yes. if you're if you are in that contest, yeah. like I would probably look look to play the Bucks as long as the number doesn't get if that one. You could put in one and then wait for the other yeah. four. Oh, then uh, we we would totally yeah. play them. Uh, touchdown, Ole Miss one yard plunge into the end zone uh, from Connor, and it's twenty two to nothing now. Ole Miss. So we're both in cover position here, about halfway through the second quarter, pending the extra point. Um, boy, am I glad I stayed away from the total and just went simplified. Didn't get too uh, crazy with the, with the total and just went Ole Miss. All right. Uh, now, so we've all been kind of simpatico up to this point. Hmm. Here's where it could get interesting. Seahawks. Oh, we got to go to break. Oh, what a tease. <laughs> Seahawks at Colts. That is the, uh, the ultimate tease, though. Like, tease here's myself. one where it might get interesting <laughs> after the break. Seahawks at Colts will be the next one we get to. 
uh, where the Seahawks are favored by two and a half. And again, all these will depend on what the contest has the number at. But right now, two and a half consensus. We'll start there. We got about, uh, oh, let's call it nine more games, ten more games to get to. Uh, that's next. That and more, including the primetime games, Bears and Rams, Ravens Raiders. It's VEASAN's primetime action from the South Point. If you haven't gotten the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide yet, what are you waiting for? It's only $19.99, available now with profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access if you prefer the full-on, well, let's call it All Access, but really full-court press kind of thing with football. Get everything we offer for the entire football season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And yes, full-court press is a basketball term, but you know what I mean. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, okay, let's continue early. We're going to have to do this a little quicker here to get yeah. through. Seattle's at the Colts. Seattle's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, none of us are really super bullish on the Colts. Hey. So this it's, thing moved five points, right? Yeah. So this was this was Colts two-and-a-half, and then the news of the Wentz and, and Quentin Nelson, which, by the way, they're back, and this moved, but it didn't move and back. And it didn't move back. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. move back. So it moves five points from, from two-and-a-half to two-and-a-half the other side. And stayed. So that lets you know what people think of Carson Wentz. Like, yeah. like in the grand scheme of things. It's like, no, no, no. He's going to be back. And it's like, yeah, we'll leave yeah, that there. I'm not coming back in on that. This will be a consideration for me, actually. I think this will be in the handful of, of games I'll be considering. But oh, again, it's a consideration. I, I'm yeah. very, uh, but again, I'm, I'm very low on the Colts. And so I'm, I, that's, I'll probably be on a, I think if we played this one, we wouldn't be, we'd be in the, Probably one of the smaller plays. I don't think a lot of people are going to play this game. Yeah, I don't think. Again, part of part of this is figuring out what other people will play and what they won't play. Interesting. I, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed this would be a top five game, but I, I think people will play that. I, I think people will only play. Well, it depends on what. Seattle. Seattle. I should say, if this if it's a two and a, if it, if they put it at three, then right. Good. Yeah. If yeah. they put it at three, then people will play the Colts at three. But I mean, if it stays at two and a half, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I would be the, the only side I would play is Seattle, and like. I would be completely okay with it for a contest selection. Betting-wise, probably stay away from it just because you know that in the back of your mind exactly what Matt just said, where it's like the better number, and even though we're two-and-a-half to two-and-a-half, not like we're crossing mm-hmm. a key number, but still it's like you you missed, what, five points of movement, and it's like hard for us as better sometimes to, to jump in on that. So I, I don't know I'm going to be betting. I know we're trying to get through all these games, but I just want to point out, and, and I may not win my in-game bet. Is it another targeting? Yeah. It might be. I, I may not win my in-game bet or not, but – watching this game for like a quarter to me is still so much more valuable than trying to bet this preflop. I would have bet like the total preflop, but having watched a quarter, it's like, it's so obvious. One team is so much better than the other. And you never could have really predicted that. Uh, although Matt, perhaps you did before. You can't do anything and, you can't do anything in college football. What was, By that, the way, de- what was you, that defender supposed to do? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah. He didn't know that the guy was going to duck his right. head exactly at the point. At the po- like, you, you can't do anything in college football anymore. I I mean, how, many, how many big targeting calls were there this weekend? It was like unbelievable. It's I, felt, gotten, I felt like in every big game there was four big calls. It 
every targeting should not mean ejection. There yeah, should be yeah. a minor and a major. Well, well, it, it, well, every, well, there is, right? Every targeting does not mean an ejection, correct? Correct. But and yeah. then there's also the one, though, if you get ejected, what, in the second half where you got to miss time in the next game? Like, that's silly, too. All right. Uh, close, most closely lined, it is a targeting, by the way, most closely lined game of week one is the Chargers in Washington. Washington favored by one now. Um, this is fourth no, guy. Fourth, fourth, fourth guy. player to be ejected for targeting tonight. So it is. I think it's so, automatic. No, you're right. It's you're right. It is. It is automatic. Yeah. yeah. No, it's automatic. And so I don't know why I thought they parsed yeah. that rule, but they didn't. So so automatic ejection, four guys. And again, right there, we just we just watched the replay three t- three yeah. different times, and we're going. How is how can he see the future and know that, that the there's that the runner do. is going to duck his head? What's like he supposed that? to do? Yeah. Not tackle? Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing he could have done. Unreal. Chargers okay. at Washington, most closely lined game, week one. Uh, it's an early game. Chargers going to the East Coast for this game. Um, it's a pick em in some spots. It's the Chargers by one and others. Um, listen, I like Washington, but I, I couldn't tell you who wins this football game. I really couldn't. Yeah, it's a um, – if it were to move significantly to like one and a half or two – Maybe a smaller teaser leg play for me, but uh, I don't know about a I don't know about a contest. Yeah, I don't know about if this contest. isn't the one, it's definitely in top three of I don't want anything to do with it at, the, at this number. And I think I a think lot of a people. I think a lot of people will play it in a contest too, just because it's pick of the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jets at Panthers. Panthers favored by five. Now that one is interesting. This is pretty interesting to me. Yeah. I, I'm again. I. I think the Jets will surprise some people with how many, with how well I think the offense might perform this year, but the defense is going to be atrocious. Like it's going to be very, very bad. And so with that, I mean, I have a fairly decent lean to the Panther side here. Uh, like again, I'm already on the total in this one. I think there'll be some points scored, but that de- Jets defense is just there. I think the offense is on the right track. I think this franchise as a whole is on the right track, but they're just, they just don't have the players right now. Last early game, Jaguars. The the uh, the game of the week. Jaguars three point favorites at the Texans, led by Terod Taylor. Oh God! <laughs> this is the, this is the one where if you have multiple survivor entries, you play both sides if you want to sacrifice an entry right after right at the top week one. I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, this one. thing's moved to three, even three and a half at a couple. Southpoint's got a couple outliers here right yeah. now. Two there's, and there's, a half. A, there's three and a half available. So, I mean, like, you can get on both sides of the three on this on this one um, if you wanted to. But, yeah, it's, to me, look, I, I, y'all know where I stand on the Texans. Yep. As much as I hate the Jags, I think that the Texans could be historically bad. So, it, it certainly is going to be in the, I might be out three survivor entries week one. Yeah. I might just go all in on the Jags and, and just be done. Remember when we started this and we were talking about the 49ers and they might be on the outside? I have a feeling that's going to make our card now uh, after uh, we've been going after, through these. You know what? I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> so far that looks really good. One by one, man. Uh, let's do a couple from, from the afternoon. We go from the Jaguars-Texans to maybe the marquee matchup. Browns at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by six afternoon game, 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific. Six points is a lot, Matt. Six points is a lot in this in this game. I would probably be looking to take the points in this. Um, maybe not as a, probably not as a, 
as a bet bet, but as a contest play, a couple of different things in, in play there. One, I just, you know, I'm higher on the Browns than most people are. Two, I think maybe by the time this line, by the time the lines come out, whatever, we're going to get six and a half, maybe seven. And then three, I think we're going to be on the opposite side of everybody else in the contest as well. So you'd be True on that. the, like, everybody's going to bet the Chiefs. And I think that we're going to have a pretty, pretty decent little leverage play there as well. But um, that'd be the side I'm leaning anyway. All right. Got more games to get to. Uh, we'll uh, look at the U.S. Open tomorrow. I have not crunched the numbers yet, though, I must admit. Um, and uh, perhaps a little brief look at the Heisman Trophy, how they adjusted after week one in college football. A lot to get into. Little show, but we'll fit it all in. We promise you that. Um, and by the way, another near pick by Ole Miss. Another errant throw by Malik Cunningham. It's a fourth and three for Louisville, down 23. You bet they're going for it in plus territory. We'll let you know the results after this. Beeson's primetime action. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
We're talking football contest on the show, and now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. It's the perfect way to start with that. VEASAN experts that have won major football contests around Las Vegas against the spread contest, survivor pools. It's all in there. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access to get everything we offer for the entire football season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Novak Djokovic now leading Jensen Brooksby two sets to one as they head to a fourth set there in Flushing Meadows. Gil, Matt, Kelly. Let's get through all of these now, guys, because we got a lot to uh, get through in the next 10 minutes or so, 10, 11 minutes. Uh, Dolphins at Patriots. Patriots favored by two and a half. Can I just tell you guys right now, I love the Patriots here. I love this play. If we get a three, though, eh, I like it, but not as much, obviously. But I, I, I like the Patriots in this game, really do. Yeah, I, I think that that's it's certainly the side I would be leaning here. I mean, a Patriots defense that is much, much, much improved. The Dolphins team, while we think that they'll probably take a step forward here, it's still going to be taking a step forward with some new players and some th- some guys. I mean, remember, Will Fuller is still suspended for first game of the year, so he won't be out there. You're expecting a lot from a rookie wide receiver that you brought in as your first-round pick. And then again, the Dolphins had a lot of turnover luck last year, if you remember that. Yes. Like, there were a, there, there, one, they were on the right side of a lot of turnovers. They were also on the right side of a lot of turnovers that they returned for, if not scores, like way down close to the goal line and things like that on the road first game of the year I understand it's a rookie quarterback for the Pats but a lot of a lot of talent there on the on the Patriots team and Bill Belichick I'm same way I would I, I it would be a lean for me like Matt not probably I don't know if some I'm gonna bet week one year but I would be completely fine with that in the contest Packers minus four at the Saints remember neutral site here neutral site not at the Superdome uh, Packers at the Saints Packers by four, four and a half. Again, we'll see. I think there'll be a lot of people who want to play the Saints in this game because it is all the way up at four. I'm on the other end of the spectrum with the Saints than most people are this year. I think a lot of people think that there's a lot of upside here. And look, if Jameis Winston plays exponentially better than we've ever seen him play, then yeah, I guess there is a little bit of upside here. But remember, we're still without Michael Thomas on the Saints side of things. We're still looking at a team that is going to be going into a season with a new quarterback for the first time in over a decade. Um, it's There's a lot of reason to like the Packers, I think, in my, in my opinion, in this one. But don't know if this is... Uh, one that I'll be running to play. Neutral site is Jacksonville, by the way. Broncos at the Giants. Kelly and I already have bets on the Broncos here. I likes the Broncos a lot. This, to me, ought to be a contest play. Gil, if this is still two and a half, yeah. I'm absolutely, my personal, it will absolutely be locked in. If this got to three and a half, I think I would consider the Giants. Really? Wow. Um, the Giants defense is actually pretty good like it's gonna I mean should be anyway um on the road Teddy two gloves start this year start the year I don't know I mean two and a half it's not a play but if, if it got to three and a half I think I would consider the Giants all right prime time Sunday night Bears yep. at Rams Rams favored by seven and a half not enough <laughs> put a one in front of that I mean Rams in a million teasers for all of us oh yeah think. there are yes that's already and uh I mean I would be perfectly fine laying seven and a half in the contest Andy Dalton and the Bears and this feels like I mean besides even we've run through both these teams extensively through the summer doesn't this feel like a Matthew Stafford like I'm gonna come out I got all these weapons to play with I never had in Detroit I'm going to show every freaking person in the world that I'm still a stud quarterback. And t- typically we wouldn't love ha- get laying seven and a half in multiple games, but I don't know. 
there's just a big difference in in these teams. Like there's yeah. just a big big difference, difference here. Yeah. I mean, it's, this one in the Detroit San Francisco game. Look, they didn't want. They're starting Andy Dalton just to save their rookies. I mean, like, and, and, and as they should. I mean, like, they don't. You don't want to go out there and just shatter your rookie's ego like right from the get-go here. But I mean, this is on the road against the Rams, one of the better defenses in the league, with an offense that I think is probably going to see. We're going to see the full potential of this offense finally with Stafford at quarterback here. Um, got playmakers all over the field for this Rams team. I, I love this one. And again, this is. This teaser leg is this this Bucks. Oh yeah, this Bucks Rams teaser leg is already a, a doozy. I already have it in the account. If yeah. you don't have it, what are you waiting for? Yeah, it's already a doozy. Monday night, Ravens four and a half point favorites at the Raiders here at Allegiant Stadium. The debut with a crowd of Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, I don't think I, it's Ravens or nothing, but I don't think I want this game. I don't think I want to touch it. I don't need to say any more than that. It's Ravens or nothing for me. Yeah. But after like all the Ravens stuff we talked yeah. about beginning of this, I two weeks ago I would have said eighty percent chance I have a bet on the Ravens in this game. And after what we've seen the last couple of weeks with people going out and everything, I want nothing to do with this game. Yeah, I think I think I'm the opposite of you guys, where it'd be Raiders or nothing for me. But same conclusion. I don't have yeah, but yeah. I don't have a strong conviction on this one. One way or the other, I think with the if you do look at the if you do look at the Ravens situation again, let's see how this all plays out over the course of the next few days. But you know they're they're thin at wide receiver, they are thin at running back. Like there's there's definitely some concerns there, which is probably why this number is just only sitting at four and a half. That total feel high to you? Feels a little high to me at fifty one. With so you know all those inju- the injuries mm. and everything you just started rattling off. I don't. That's one I might need to look at more actually. Week one in college football here, uh, the final game of week one, Louisville and Ole Miss, 23 to nothing Ole Miss, under a minute left in the interminable first half. <laughs> this thing <laughs> is never ending. Never ending. Matt Corral, 10 of 16 for 212 yards. I joked earlier, I didn't really joke, that he'd throw for 500. Uh, he might be on pace here before the end of the half. Corral inside midfield now, plus territory. This is going to be a first and 10. For, is that a space mask right there? No. no. Uh, first and 10 for Ole Miss now. They have two timeouts at their disposal. Of course, with the first uh, with the first down, the clock will stop momentarily. Uh, first and ten at the thirty-eight yard line again, up twenty-three to nothing. Twenty-one seconds left. Corral and shotgun here for the Rebels, looking deep. He pumps it, looking can't find anybody. Checks off, and that's incomplete. I think it's incomplete, unless that was behind the line of scrimmage. Good job, incomplete. Picking it up just in yeah. case. We uh, we also have a we're also on pace for eight ejections in this game. As yes, well. we're yes. on pace for that. For eight ejections, sixteen seconds now left. That's not a joke. 10. There's been four already. Um, okay, uh, Heisman Trophy. Since we're talking college football. Updated Heisman Trophy odds. Remember, this was the most volatile market all of last year in college football. Just shifted seemingly every week. Not seemingly, it did. Uh, Corral, another first down catch for Ole Miss. They'll use one of their timeouts here, one would imagine, with 10 seconds left. Bryce Young, after that performance, becomes the short shot. Setting records for Alabama for a first-time quarterback. He's 4-1 to one right out of the gate. Spencer Rattler falls to eight to one. Remember, he was the short shot before Week One. DJ Uangalale, after that leftwich esque performance the other night against Georgia, he's down at twelve to one. CJ Stroud of Ohio State is at twelve to one. JT Daniels fifteen to one, and the aforementioned Matt Corral is in front of our eyes right here on the TV screen. He's fifteen to one, and Sam Howell drops to twenty-five to one. Well, I mean, if we look here, one of the things we know is. The Heisman winner is going to be on a team 
that's going to be in the mix. I mean, that's just the, what we've seen over the last several years. We can just sit, sit here and go and, and look back here. We see some of these guys come out of the come out of nowhere, but they're still on teams that are that are in the mix. I mean, Joe Burrow was not even on the list essentially, but then LSU went went crazy. Devon Smith wasn't really even on in consideration before the season start, but then he just has this monster season. But it's because Alabama was also incredibly awesome. I'm not saying that means go bet Bryce Young right now, but Alabama looked every bit the part. Oh, yeah. and Sure did. And and they are going to be there when it's all said and done. And, you know, again, you're getting 4-1 to one on a guy that is quarterbacking a team that we all, it, one week, understand, small sample size, but looks to be here when everyone else is, is here. I agree. That was the, yeah. the biggest takeaway. I, uh, Georgia was the biggest winner, if you will, when all shakes out after week one. But the biggest takeaway to me is still it's Bama and everybody else. I, I don't buy the Georgia thing because yet. it's everywhere. It's yeah. it's quarterback. It's running yeah, back. It's right. it's offensive line. It's defensive line. It's secondary. Like they, there's just every single level is playmaker after playmaker after playmaker making plays. It's just it's it's, it's insanity. I think the other thing that I mean, yes, it could be complete overreaction, and we do this all the time. Overreact to week one, but like we're talking about these team performances. You just look at the quarterback performances, like. Bryce Young outperformed like everybody on this list, like almost not even close. So like I don't. If you told me you wanted to go put a bet in right now on him at four to one, I'm not, I'm not arguing with that at all. Although Matt Corral's having something to say about that yeah, in this game tonight, uh, and Ole Miss will uh, tack on a chip shot. They will try to tack on a chip shot, 22 yard field goal to go up 26 to nothing. Uh, here in the closing seconds, four seconds left in the first half in what has just been a rout, Ole Miss. Uh, the, the snap, the hold, the kick, and oh, did he, he get it in or did he miss it? Oh, my. Yes, oh, he just snuck, snuck it, in, it in the left upright, 26 to nothing. Whew. Ole Miss as we go to the half, and Matt Corral certainly having himself a Heisman first half. U.S. Open tomorrow. We are in the quarterfinals. A slam that Brad Gilbert uh, said is the greatest week one of a slam he's ever seen. I agree, not only from a betting perspective, where we have, we have been killing it, but just from a fan's perspective. What drama. Tomorrow, two of the quarters on the women's side, two of the quarters uh, on the men's side. The two quarters on the women's side, Elena Svitolina is a big favorite over the Canadian sensation, Layla Fernandez. Fernandez, remember, beat Osaka, beat Kerber, two former number ones, and uh, she's a big dog again against Fidelina. I will crunch the numbers. Uh, plus 220 on Fernandez coming back per DraftKings. And then it's our futures play, Barbara Krajikova, who had that incident, that episode last night in winning over Garbine Muguruza. She's a plus 145 dog against the short shot on the women's side, now Arena Sabalenka. I will crunch both tonight. I'm sorry I don't have a play. Again, the play tonight, though, on the women's side, over 22 games in the Andrescu Sakari match, the only remaining match yet to start tonight. And then on the men's side tomorrow, uh, half the quarter final before we get out of here, Botic Vendezenschulp. You didn't have him before the tournament, did you, man? I no? Didn't know. He's 16-1 to against Daniil Medvedev, who I have uh, and you have as well, pre-flop. Medvedev minus 10,000. And then Felix Ogier Aliasim, the Canadian, minus 220, who beat Francis Tiafo yesterday. He is taking on the Spanish sensation, the youngest player to ever get to a slam quarterfinal in the open era. Carlos Alcaraz is plus 180. This box score, guys. Malik Cunningham, the quarterback, is also the leading receiver. So we missed some trick play or something. One reception oh, for nine man. yards. Wow. That Seven receivers on Ole Miss have more receiving yards. Let's get Ole Miss home. 
Let's get that over home in the tennis match. The nightcap is next. Tim Murray, Sean King from Circa, and Joy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 